100, a, a psalm of thanksgiving about being thankful. And what we saw last week in that psalm is that, that praise is about what God has done. Worship is about who God is. And thanksgiving actually encompasses both because it, it looks at, it, it, it thanks God as the giver and thanks him for the gift. So it actually transcends both who he is and what he's done. And I know it's after Thanksgiving now. That was Thursday. But we're going to look at another Thanksgiving psalm today because I think we need to stay. I mean, as Angie said, I think earlier, who, who of, of all people should be thankful every day but us, right? We have, we have so much to be thankful for every single day. So we should stay in this attitude of gratitude. We should stay in this thanksgiving mode all the time. So I'm going to remind you again to stay in thanksgiving today. And we're going to be in Psalm 136. You probably saw that from our, uh, our memory verse this week. Psalm 136. And we're just going to read the first three verses. It is up here behind me. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His faithful love endures forever. So, I want to talk a little bit about the context and background of this psalm because it's kind of important to understand that, that Psalm 136 was, a, was, was likely a call and response. As the people were, were coming to the temple, it was probably a call and response. You were, does anybody remember those from church a, a hundred years ago? <laughs> uh, so we're going to do that today, okay? So it, it's up here. You guys, I'm going to say the first line. You guys say... The, the underlined portion up there, okay? So we're going we're gonna to do that. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. So you see, this is how, that's how a call and response works, and if, if you're unfamiliar... And, and that's how the rest of this psalm is. Now, the rest of this psalm goes through what God has done, but it also encompasses who God is because it, it talks about God as the creator. He made all this, everything we know. So it goes through God as creator, and if you read the rest of this psalm, you'll see it, it's God as creator, and then it talks about the Exodus event, <laughs> and then, then it talks about uh, how God has helped in, in, uh, in the battles, how God has fought the battles for the people as they settled the promised land. So you, you just see this, and then it, it actually ends, if you, again, if you look at the end of Psalm 136, it says, verse 26 says, give thanks to the God of heaven. His faithful love endures forever. So you have encompassed, bookended by thanksgiving, you have all these things that God has done and who God is. So it's, it's really an amazing psalm. And it's also called an imperatival psalm. Now that means it's full of imperatives. Imperatives are commands or, or to be said aloud. So this is, this is, hey, recognize who God is. 
and thank him for what he's done. Recognize who he is and what he's done. So it's, it's full of imperatives. Now, notice it goes all the way back to creation. It goes through the, the uh, Exodus event. It goes through the battles to, to settle the, the promised land. All of these are over, but they're still going back and thanking God for that. We see this actually a lot in the Old Testament. We see them going back to gain strength for today. We can look back at who God is and what God has done, and that gives us strength to, to carry us through today. We see this often in the Old Testament, and it's something that we can still do because this is still our God, right? This is still our God. He still is a creator and re-creator. He still is a provider. He still is the one who rescues. He still is the one who saves. Jesus is the ultimate example of that. So this is the same God. So we can do the same thing. We can look back at how he has rescued, saved, how he has provided, how he has kept us going in the past to gain strength for the, for the future, to gain strength for today. That's what this psalm does. So the first line there is, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Now, I've mentioned this before, but when Lord is all in caps in your Bible, that means that's the name of God. It isn't actually the word for Lord. It's actually the word Yahweh or Yehovah. That's the name of God. Remember, in Exodus chapter 3, I think it's verse 14, he, he told, and Moses said, who, who should I say is sending me? And God said, I am the I am. Tell the people, I am sent me to you. So this is the name of God. I am, Yahweh, Yehovah. It's the first person, singular, I am verb in Hebrew. Now, all, I say all of that, and we sang the song today, one of the most worshipful songs we, we sing, the great I am. And we, I, I point all this out because this is critical to the rest of the psalm. It's, it's critical to the idea that his love endures forever, that is that he endures forever, isn't it? I mean, his love can't last if he can't last. So he is the I am, not the I was, not the I will be. He is the I am, always. He's all, always is who he's always been. He is who he always was and is who he always will be. That means that his faithful love can endure because he will endure. It's critical to the rest of the psalm. It's not just looking back at what God has done. It's looking at God as being the I am. That's why it starts here. It starts with, with, with the basis, really, of everything that, that the psalm is going to talk about. This is the I am. Now, because he is the I am, because he is who he always has been and always will be, then his love is always what it used to be, what it has been, and what it will be. His love has no end either. The I am has no bounds. He has no beginning, no end. So his love has no bounds, no beginning, and no end. He loves you as, as he always has and as he always will. That's, that's the basis of the entire psalm. Because if he didn't endure forever, his love couldn't. 
right? It just makes sense. This is who God is, and that's why we can say his love endures forever. And, and, and the second half of that says the I am God is good. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. I said last week, I think all of us have to wrestle with this. Because every believer has run up against something in their life that we think, well, if God is good, how come this? Or if God is good, how, how, how come this happened to me? Or how do we have this in this world? So I, I invite you to wrestle with that. I invite you to, to research that. I invite you to, to dig in and investigate who God says he is. Because what you will find is he is good all the time. Everything good comes from him. The evil in our world doesn't diminish the goodness of God in any way. It points us to it. It points us to the God who is good. So wrestle with, is God good? Because you will find he always is. Always good. And then the next section says, give thanks to the God of gods. It almost seems like a strange statement on the surface, doesn't it? Wait, is there other gods? <laughs> How, is there other gods that God could be God of? Did you follow that? It, it, it's, it's almost a strange statement, but, but what, here's what God knows. God knows we will put other things in our lives ahead of him. We will make our own gods. People always have. Back then, they carved them out of, out of something. What we do is we just prioritize them in our life. If you're prioritizing money, family, uh, being known, fame, popularity, if, you're, if, you are, if you are prioritizing anything ahead of God, you've made it a God. This says God is God. This says the ultimate power of everything is God. He needs to be first. The I am needs to be first. Because again, it's all, in, it, it's, it's all right there in his name. Will money last forever? Nope. Will fame or popularity or, or pride or anything else last forever? Nope. The I am will outlast all of it. God is the God of everything we try and make God. You with me now? So give thanks to the God of gods. The I am will outlast anything else you make God in your life. He's the God of gods, the ultimate God. Then it says give thanks to the Lord of lords. Now this is not all in caps. This is the word for Lord. So it's, it's often actually translated master. So give thanks to the master of masters. Well, okay, so what masters us? I think in our time, fear. I think fear masters us. We get, we get wound up in COVID stuff or whatever it may be, and, and we, we literally are mastered by our fear. But we know the master of masters. We know the master of everything. Again, an ultimate statement of who God is, his ultimate power. We don't have to be mastered by fear. We can live by faith. Now, I'm not, 
that doesn't mean that we live recklessly. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that we live fatalistically, you know? Oh, brother and I were talking this morning. We all die. I'm sorry if I'm the first one to tell you that. But you're not going to make it out of this alive. Nobody does. But we must go through the door of death to get to Christ, to being with him all the time. While we have this life, we need to live it, and we need to live it in faith, not fear. I think that's one of the things that, that probably masters us the most these days, is fear. Before you let fear master you, remember you know the master of masters. Remember you know the God of gods, the Lord of lords, the master of masters. And then all of these say his faithful love endures forever. I have, uh, I've talked about this word. I talked about it last week. Uh, there's one word, uh, chesed. I have it there for you in red, um, the Hebrew word. And it's, and it's translated different ways in different English translations. It may have loving kindness. You may have love. You have, may have mercy. You may have faithful love. You may have... It, 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 it's, a, it's a word that's translated a lot of different ways in English because it's a Hebrew word that doesn't come across into English well. This, uh, every Hebrew word has a picture attached to it. This picture of, of this word is a mother coddling and nurturing her child. So is that love? Yes. Mercy? Yes. Loving kindness? Yes. Kindness? Yes. It's all of those. So, so translators have... have have translated it many, many different ways. We have it here as faithful love in this translation. That's, that's the kind of love that God has for you. Picture God nurturing and coddling you. That's the love God has for you. That's how it's described. And that love endures forever. Again, another Hebrew word that, that, that doesn't come across in the English quite as well. Or, actually, we just use the English poorly. It, how many times have you heard, oh, man, I haven't seen you in forever? Well, forever goes both ways, you know. Forever isn't just one way. It goes backwards and forwards. So, if that were actually true, that you hadn't seen somebody in forever, it, meant you, it means you've never seen them before at all. Right? But see, we use the word wrong. So when we read endures forever, we forward. But eternity is both ways. Eternity goes backward and forward. This, uh, this Hebrew word is, is literally beyond eternity or from eternity and beyond. God has no beginning and no end. His love has no beginning and no end. That's what this is trying to get across to us. He loves you as much today as he ever has and as much as he ever will. You can't do things that make him love you less. You can't do things that make him love you more. He is who he is. His love is. And, and so it goes backwards in eternity and it goes forward in eternity. So when we read endures forever, you've got to think both directions. You've got to think backwards and forward. There is, 
There is no love like his. There is no... God is above time, and his love is above time. That's hard for us to understand. Eternity is a tough concept for us because we're locked into linear time, right? We, we have a beginning and we have an end, and everything we know and everyone we know has a beginning and an end. So we, we have a hard time map, uh, wrapping our minds around the idea of something that lasts from eternity past, never had a beginning, to eternity future, never has an end. We just have a hard time wrapping our minds around that. But that's who God is. He is the I am. Always was, always will be. The I am, present at all times. Present tense, all times. That's how his love is for you and I. It goes all times. From eternity past to eternity future. This is the I am that we think. This is the I am that loves us. This is the I am that we worship. And we thank for the good gifts he's given us. This is the I am. So I want to do the call and response one more time. And I want to hear you this time. Stand up. That way you can get a full breath, you know? You ready now? Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for who you are, and we thank you for what you have done for us. Keep us mindful of who you are, because that will drive us to be thankful. That will drive us to, live, to be worshipful. That will drive us to not live in fear, but to live in faith. Keep us mindful of who you are, of your Son, whom you gave to us for our sin. Keep us mindful. We thank you for this time and for your word. In Jesus' name, amen.